Hello and welcome to Ain't So Black and White. I'm Richie Lines. And I'm Amon Elwitz. Let's get into it. So, we have a special guest today, my good friend. And bear with me for saying his last name because I've messed it up a lot. Avi Rajvanshi. Hey, that is that good? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you know, I had low-key forgot how to pronounce it. So I was like, man, I forgot what he just said. Yeah, I did for a second. That's why I gave that little thing for a second. <laughs> so, Avi is a good friend of mine. We work together. We see each other all the time. Yep, yep. Now, Avi, tell us a little bit about your heritage, uh, where you come from, and what you're up to now. So uh, I was born in the United States, but uh, my parents are both from India. And when I was about one years old, we moved back to India and spent about a year there. And then we moved back. And ever since I've been going back every one or two years in the summer for three or four months. Um, but yeah, um, my family kind of follows the, the entire Hindu religion. Um, there are a lot of religions in India, but that seems to be the, uh, the kind of majority dominating. Yeah, majority um, populace follows mm-hmm. Hinduism. Uh, but yeah. Okay, you want to ask the first question, Mom? You want me to? You can go ahead. Okay, Avi. So first thing I want to ask is about. I always, I mean, I follow you on all social media. I always see you posting about traditions. So I know some of, some of your favorite uh, Indian traditions you follow. You and your family have. Um, out of the traditions, I really like the festivals because uh, festival time usually comes around with uh, lots of fun activities. Like Holi is the festival of colors, and uh, we throw the colored powder at each other we're all white so the color really shows and uh you know sometimes they get really creative like in seattle i went to a holy event at a park and they had some fire trucks there that were spraying water at us and a dj and it was really cool but uh yeah that was that's definitely one of my favorites and then uh diwali's a close second it's just a really kind of homey time of year nice and family oriented Duwaldi. Did you go to the Duwaldi dance that Marquette had a few months ago? I did not. Like, right before that, I was actually talking to one of the uh, the board members for the Indian Association here. Uh-huh. And they were telling me about how they were doing a Diwali uh, dance here. But around Diwali time, all these festivals, usually, like, there's, di- like, people just plan different dates to celebrate them. Mm-hmm. So around Diwali, I think I went to, like, six different Diwali, like, gatherings. Really? Yeah, and people were setting off fireworks at every single one of them. It's really cool, but uh, yeah, too many events, so I didn't get a chance to go to the Marquette one. Bro, I was supposed to go, but I had to work that day. But like my friend sent me like a picture of all the food and stuff. Bro, it was yeah. so much food, and it looked so good. Yeah, sad yeah. I missed it. Yeah, so another thing I want to ask is about Indian food. Uh, I feel like Curry. American people might have like a different perspective of what <laughs> like Indian food is compared to you. Would you say like your favorite Indian dishes are when you think of Indian food? What do you think of? Um. Well, when I think of Indian food, I kind of think of what my mom cooks. So she cooks a lot of, uh, like, vegetables, like eggplant and a lot of potato. Potato is a staple in, in my house, I'd say. But uh, I love potatoes as an Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, uh, they're definitely cooked in different ways, you know, different spices, cooked in, in different methods, I guess. Uh, there, there's, there's so many different ways to cook each dish that I feel like a lot of the Indian food that you know, I go out and have in restaurants here. A lot of the times what we'll order is kind of just like curry or like paneer, or like some of the more popularized and less less kind of spice oriented fooding foods. And some of the more they kind of like look nicer in restaurants and some of the mm-hmm. more authentic food doesn't really look as appealing to eat, but it tastes really good. So 
I'd say there's a lot of dishes like that that I like. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna clear the air with this one. I have never had Indian food, not once. Not one, dude. I'm gonna we're, uh, Richie and I are gonna take you when we go watch <laughs> Uncharted, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say I've had Indian food. Uh, I forget the last time, just because it was very spicy. <laughs> and if you know me, I cannot handle any spice. It absolutely murders me. Is probably the whitest attribute i have <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> me on the other hand whoa i i love spicy food bro i oh, think hey i love the taste i hate how it makes my mouth feel <laughs> that means you can't you love the taste of it <laughs> well i mean that's the thing about like spicy food in india a lot of people think indian food's automatically just gonna be spicy mm-hmm but really it's just we use a lot of spices in the cooking and the spices don't necessarily mean that it's going to be spicy it just means it's going to be flavorful yeah it's like when you spice a steak or when you spice something that you're going to grill you know like you you put like cajun cajun spice is that it yeah probably you, you put that on it you put like whatever cajun you want i don't know cajun <laughs> burns your mouth i'm um, just you know spicy food is like a game of football you know you love mm. it when you're playing it but after it you just feel pain. <laughs> but, so I, I was going to ask, um, so you guys eat a lot of, I, I'm, I noticed that you mentioned a lot of vegetables. And I have a few Indian friends, and I think most of them are vegetarian. Or it's like, because um, I know probably vegetarian is, vegetarianism is higher in India. Are you a vegetarian? I'm not. So uh, I used to be when I was little up until I hit middle school. Mm-hmm. And then. I, w- I switched to public schooling in middle school when I moved to Washington State, and uh, that's really when I started uh, kind of eating meat because there was no veg- good vegetable food at the, the cafeteria. Yeah, those chicken know. patties, man. Yeah, the chicken <laughs> patties. The, the cup of noodles was the real, like, uh, the real yeah. like thing for me. I was like, I want some cup of noodles right now. That, those look so good. I wanted to try it so bad, so I begged my mom for weeks to let me go and try one. She Do finally let me. Are your parents still vegetarian? Yeah, they are. So yeah. at home, like when your mom is like cooking all vegetable stuff, mm-hmm. do you like sneak in your own burger or something? No, 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 no. I, I eat my mom's. I love my mom's food. I don't know. It's it's something that I don't find anywhere else. You know, like I'm not going to find it here. Mm-hmm. I'm too lazy to cook Indian food myself. Um, it's, it's a lot of work. So when I go home and her mom, my mom's willing to make it, like I'm going to eat it, you know. Um, but also in the house, my parents also say not to bring meat inside. So mm-hmm. I usually do sh- just don't eat meat when I'm in the house. Yeah. But uh, if I go out, out to a restaurant or something, I'll, I'll have a burger or something, you know. Okay, this, this turns into another question. Um, excuse my idi- idi- idiocracy <laughs> of the subject. <laughs> but so um, during the summer, I was working in a uh, construction, yeah. right? And we were reframing, well, framing out the, this, this Indian family's house. And this house smelled strongly of these incense they were burning. Oh, yeah. What, what's, up, what's up with the incense? So a lot of the times, I mean, I don't know the specific meaning behind it, mm-hmm. per se, um, but I know a lot of the times when my parents are praying in the morning, oh. um, they'll light an incense, or usually there's, there's some kind of ceremonies surrounding small pujas that we do, which is like uh, prayers, pujas, mm-hmm. uh, that we do. And so... You know, we'll pray and then we'll light the incense and let the incense burn out or we'll light the incense and and pray for that amount of time 
until it burns out, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways and traditions uh, that I feel like different families almost kind of choose how they're going to almost do their their s- smaller ceremonies, their mm-hmm. day-to-day ceremonies. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to do them. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's more personal choice between how you do it, I would say. But then again, I'm not completely educated in the in, in this specific area so i could be yeah way off. <laughs> i was also gonna ask um so you said your family prays in the morning time do you yeah. do you participate in the prayers when you go home sometimes really? sometimes so what would you say like your current uh status and in, in like belief because i yeah because every everybody knows that no one is stagnant even me i'm not stagnant in my beliefs every day i don't wake up in the morning and be like god is good yeah sometimes i do but sometimes i'm just like oh. but yeah so how are you um for me i personally like i was i definitely grew up believing in in every hindu god and all that christian and then yeah and i don't know when when i started reading percy jackson and kind (laughs) of i know i know it sounds weird but i started learning about the uh like there i started learning that there were other gods out there you know other than just the hindu gods Mm -hmm. or other than just like jesus Mm -hmm. so i started learning a lot more about other religions and then i kind of came to a viewpoint where i like learning the values and ideals that religions have to offer Mm -hmm. and i like learning about those religions but i i find that it's hard for me to to kind of set myself into one of those religions specifically if i want to be able to learn fully from other religions as well you know like i feel like there's so many values that you know, I can learn from just Christianity or, or Hinduism mm-hmm. or, or any any religion yeah. um, that that if I say, oh, I'm going to be a Christian, then I'm automatically going to have some bias against values in other yeah, religions. Definitely. You know, so that's so. that that makes it hard for me. But a lot of my core values and the way I've grown up has been based off Hindu religion and the values in that. So okay. I'm definitely what would you more say aligned with that. Values are that they taught you. I mean, I'd say it very family heavy uh, mm-hmm. ideals, very much, um, you know, how can you, I guess, succeed? How can you make your family proud? How mm-hmm. can you further your family, further your goals in life? How can you take care of your family to the fullest, take care of people around you to the fullest? You know, there's a lot of, lot of common values with, with other religions. Okay. My last question, and then Rich can ask the question. So I you I, ask as many questions <laughs> you want, Mom. We're, we're both hosts. Yeah. So, <laughs> so last night I asked Richie a question, and and I t- I totally disagree with what he said, but I understood where he was coming from, and I want to ask you this same question. So, well, I, d- I didn't really even ask him a question. He just kind of like put in his input, and he was and he said he think the world would be a better place without all religions. And I disagree based off the based off the point that like without a lot of religions, he said or he said, what did you say? You said without having like the institutions to practice them. and stuff. Yeah, like I was saying without like following the religious institutions. So you're not looking up to a God. You're not following that God. You're following the people that say they're closer to that God or they're preaching what that God said. Those people that are controlling the religion, really. Oh, so you're saying like. Like these people that aren't focusing on their own perspective of God, their yeah. own understanding of God. They're kind of only going based off of the face values that other people tell them to yeah. believe. And another point was how religion is another thing that divides us because of those institutions. I mean, I don't know much about India, but I know there's a lot of tor- turmoil going on with religion versus Hinduism and Buddhism and all that and uh, Muslims. 
I know there's a lot of turmoil going on that. I was just saying how if you didn't have these like connected like institutions, I don't think you'd have a lot of that. There's be a lot to divide us because humans love dividing each other. That's what this podcast is trying to go against. Uh, but I feel like that's just one division that I think the world would be would have been better without. But I see why people do it. Yeah, and the, here's the reason why I disagree with Richie. It's not because like I don't think that the world would be a better place without religion, which I, which I don't necessarily think it would be because I think without religions, many people wouldn't have anything to base their morality off of. Therefore, I'd say it'd be a lot more crime in the world. Mm-hmm. Possibly the world would probably not be a functioning government. Look at Cuba. But the, besides the point, but like he said, without the institution, and if without the institution, people can't believe in God. Because when you believe in God or believe in anything, you choose to act in accordance to those beliefs, or mm-hmm. you should. So, for example, if I believe in gravity, <laughs> I don't I don't get up out of my bed hoping to, like, float. I, like, put shoes on and put clothes on because I know that I'm going to – well, that's a bad example. But yeah, I don't like, know where you're yeah, going that yeah. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is when you choose to believe in something, you ch- – you t- automatically choose to live that way and when you choose to live that way other people choose some most of the time build a foundation around it and that's where religion comes from today though a lot of things get mixed in real religions and religious pride and and people telling other people they're wrong and stuff like that but at the end of the day like belief in god cannot exist without or belief in any higher power cannot exist without organized things because without organized people beliefs just would be all over the place then you couldn't call yourself a certain thing you'd just be all just like willy-nilly and people would have different values and people would think different things are right and that would justify this and that i feel like people still use religion to justify what they're doing even if it goes against the religion yeah of of course this is this has been a i mean come on i'm catholic yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i'm not i was raised catholic and we learned about the crusades and all that taking back the holy land and all the awful things done and then about the dark ages how people were so in fear about mm-hmm. all that they kind of stopped progression for like yeah and salem years. witch trials and stuff salem like. yeah a lot yeah. of that stuff just because yeah and yeah and I, and I and i agree with that point to the point that where i say that's where people own a lot of times their own agendas start coming to it and they're they're not necessarily focused on the well-being of the people because i feel like it's so easy to point your finger at like i'm gonna just say christian because in america christians like receive all the flack in the media and stuff like that and 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 sometimes muslims because they're always looked at as terrorists rather than actual people practicing religion but the reason i say this is because like all christians are seen as or a lot of christians are seen or people just view christians as like homophobic and stuff like this which can be pointed to and in the media but the point is it's just like man i forgot the beginning of the sentence i mean (laughs) what was the beginning point that i was going off of about me saying the world would be better off without religion. Man, I forgot what I was talking about. Okay, well let's get back. To, <laughs> let's get back to our guest. Our guest. The the point of this episode. <laughs> when I watch this back, I'm gonna be like, oh, I know what I was gonna say. So obviously, Armand does bring up a point about religion and about Christianity being kind of the dominant force in America. How's your family like living in a country where it's primarily Christian? Like, what do they think about Christians and? Uh, the different beliefs you guys have? I mean, okay, so personally, like, my family, we don't really, we don't really care too much about 
what people decide to believe in religiously because there are like America is such a diverse nation there's bound to be people that have different beliefs no matter who you talk to so um I don't know my family is definitely pretty open to that um we don't really discriminate I guess for <laughs> for religion uh but if you're talking about like the the entire power dynamic within the U.S. itself I'd say the integration of of like religion and Christianity and Catholicism within our government when it came to founding our nation itself in the constitution that's what affects every system even today education the job uh the job industry transportation our government everything is all dominated by our constitution and our government right Mm -hmm. and so if that's all founded off of religion christianity and catholicism then where are where's the flexibility towards other values or other religions you know like when i when i grew up in school my my example of this is when i grew up in school uh every morning we're we recite the uh the pledge of allegiance mm-hmm. and it's like under god indivisible with liberty and justice for all right mm-hmm. under god it's a singular god it's based off of catholicism and christianity or or whoever, just, whatever. The, just, yeah. just Christianity. Catholicism. I don't even think. I don't. Know it wasn't too Catholicism. Much. Yeah, it was. It was Protestant Christianity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 based off of that, right? Like mm-hmm. their values. So mm-hmm. that's like my family doesn't really think about this. I I feel like I kind of think about this more, being having grown up here and mm-hmm. interacted more with with people that have those beliefs and and mm-hmm. and believe in these different religions. But yeah, I feel like just having that and that kind of sets up a framework for all these issues that we have today between these religions, which you guys were also talking about. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. I mean, when you see presidents always swearing in on the Bible in God, we trust you can't go presidential speech without mentioning God or any of that. I mean, it's kind of weird to think. I don't think really, I don't know if America's really ready for a president that's not Christian or anything. Uh, we've had many presidents that weren't Christian. Yeah, Trump. Trump claimed to be a Christian. Yeah, every yeah. president claims to be <laughs> Christian because they think it's going to get their votes. Because how many Christians probably wouldn't vote for a Christian president? Do you think, obviously, there's an enough like Indian American representation in the government? Uh, no. <laughs> no I, I there's not a single ballot I filled out that has had an Indian on the ballot. Like, that's just a fact, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know that is weird fact. Do you think things are going to change or do you think it will be like that for a lot longer? I feel like things will change, but right now America needs to focus on the major civil issues that we have, such as the the Black Lives Matter movement. And once (laughs) once the America is able to figure out like these issues, these major issues that are currently going on and we're able to move past, you know, all this this inner turmoil that is surrounding this major racism between these two um, skin colors, I guess. Um, That is, once that's settled, then we'll be able to see more representation of, I feel like, every kind of diverse person within any institution, whether it be government or educational. So there, there just needs to be focus on one issue at a time. There can't be this mass influx of issues and then we just get thrown into more protests and violent protests and and other stuff you know you know i hear people say focus on one issue at a time 
But I, I often think to myself, do they think it's like seven people in the government and they're just all the ones that are just like scrambling <laughs> around? Yeah, but they're, you they're, can only. But I'm saying, who is you? Because you can you can put multiple groups on different projects. That's like yeah. yeah, yeah. But when you vote for something, change something, you need the whole collective. Exactly. Oh, so what you're saying is you want whoever we voted for, a, a um, i.e., governor, uh, senator. You want them to be focused only every day on that one singular. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm saying as a society, you can't have one person in power or one institution specifically fighting for equal rights. Right. Okay. Like it has to, you have to have a collective nature, as Richie's saying, you have to have a society as a whole fighting for these rights. And once like right now, this, the entire turmoil is between members of society. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like it's not it's not, oh, the government's being racist towards civilians. It's civilians and people are being racist towards other civilians and people. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a, a struggle that's been going on for thousands of years in history. Right. And that's something that's going to keep going forward as long as. But although right now we're making progress of some sorts right now, there's huge civil um, change going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we I'm saying what I'm trying to say with focus on one issue at a time is Mm -hmm. saying that. I'm not saying, yo, focus on the environment one day, focus (laughs) on this one day, you know, I'm saying when it comes to certain topics, we need to be able to understand why things aren't working already such as why the relationships between white and black people aren't working already and then work on how we can change mentalities and how we can change our systems to make sure that our future doesn't our future generations do not follow that same mentality yeah and once that is established then we'll be able to have multiple cultures including more indians hopefully Mm -hmm. within these institutions I was going to ask you, have you ever experienced racism? Like, have you ever had, like, any blatant point in your life where you was like, hey, that was racist? Where, did like, you wanted to go to a restaurant, and it was like, he was like, I'll have. And they was like, the curry. And you were like, how do you know? It's just yeah. like. <laughs> Plenty of times. I mean, really? there's all the, when I, whenever I go to an Asian restaurant, they're like, oh, spice level. And whenever I say something lower than a three, they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Their eyes open so wide. And, like. <laughs> I was I lived in Arizona for a year and a half and like that was that was a Republican state when I moved down there right Senator mm-hmm. John I believe John McCain yep um mm-hmm. he so I I was down there and I like John McCain personally I think he's a cool guy but mm-hmm. um, we've talked about him a lot I like him too <laughs> but the <laughs> the state itself I don't know uh, it was right when Trump got elected that I moved down there uh, there was a Trump rally down there um me and my friend were like we want to see the president we want to see what he looks like so we went. And before we even got anywhere near the parade, people were already yelling, like, sand blah at, uh, at me. Like, they were yelling regular blah at him, you know? Like, what is, wait, blah? What is that? The, the N word. What? The N word. What? Sand N word. That's, that's a term for um, really? Middle Eastern, uh, derogatory term for Middle Eastern people that was used really so have i never heard that yeah so the people were calling me that down there <laughs> it's probably good you haven't heard that i'm gonna use that <laughs> oh my oh god, my I'm, god. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding bro but really people people were saying that to you yeah why yeah, you like on the streets because like that's just inherently what i experienced walking around like i had I had a thick beard, and I guess that's just the image that people linked to me. Is is they they just assume the worst, I guess, and even not the worst, but even then, it kind of just showed me what inherent racism exists in the U.S. towards Muslims and towards people that are colored. It's horrible. 
you you know, I'm I'm I think well I, some days I wish I was white. Not because I think it would be fine with white. I think it'd be terrible to be white. Sorry, Richard. But <laughs> but just so I can get around other white people and actually under, understand or hear them say racist things. Because me being black, a lot of times they're not they're not gonna say it when I'm when I'm around. Or or they might not say it. Because for example, as I said, I worked in construction, right? I remember doing one time during this during this summer, my boss was talking, he was talking about some Muslim people for some reason. And just out of nowhere, just called them all towel heads. Oh, he was talking about the Iraq stuff that ha- that was happening, Biden pulling out of Iraq and stuff like that. And he was calling them, he was like, those stupid towel heads. And I was like, I, and, and for some reason, like, that was the only time where I was just like, man, that sounded racist. That, that's racist. Like, yeah. that was my first time ever, like, hearing, like, a white person say something racist in front of me. I was like, I was like man, I didn't know that that actually happened. Or, or there was a kid who was, like, 17. And he and he blatantly said, "Oh, I don't like Indian people. They all stink." And yeah, I, and and yeah, I heard I've him heard say that, that. and I was like, "What?" Like, I was like, "How can you group all the people and you've never met them?" And this is the same guy who didn't know what communism was, but was using the word communist as a derogatory term. And I asked him what it was, and he didn't know. But that's neither here nor there. But like, it's just crazy because the only time I've ever really experienced like white people being racist was not toward black people; it was toward Indians and Muslims. Which um, I find kind of fun. Yeah, I feel like with all the Middle Eastern stuff that has been going on forever since nine eleven, that racism has been on a rise. So, Avi, have you like? I feel like white people a lot of time mix in different races. Have you ever been like mixed in with Middle Eastern people or any of that when they're saying not so kind things? I mean, yeah, as I I just said, you know, yeah. um, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, no, yeah, it happens, and that's 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 what sucks, you know, is that no matter what race you're you're from, what re- what what you what you look like, no matter what you look like, some someone is gonna have something to say, you know, something to say, and it's up to. At this point, I've kind of learned like it's up to me whether I'm gonna take it literally or take some form of like negative action. And in the end, I know that that negative action is not gonna lead to a better future. So. Man. You know, there's there's things, you know, you got to look out for. Let's dive into intracultural because I got a friend and she was telling me about like inside India. They're they're very colorist. Like so, for example, in black community, a lot of times people can be like colorist. For example, you'll hear like Kodak Black famously said in one of his raps, he was like, I'm already black. Don't want no black girl he didn't use the word girl but Mm -hmm. he was meaning in skin tone he don't want no dark-skinned girl for example like in black community like light-skinned women tend to get praised more than dark-skinned women Mm. or dark-skinned men get to get tend to get like praised more than light-skinned men because you know light skins are always doing some borderline stuff (laughs) as people as people always point out so my question is is there colorism in india definitely Definitely. Yeah. I feel like a, a lot of the times what you hear is between especially the north and the south. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you hear people in the north are more fair, they're, they're lighter skinned, you know, mm-hmm. um, and people in the south are, are darker. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times you hear, you know, Indi- Southern, Southern Indian men look more, um, they say gunda, but it, it means like kind of like a goon, like a kind wow. of bigger, bigger, you know, stronger, has a really thick mustache, really nice mustache. Oh. You know, they're, they're very much, uh, I don't know, there's, there's huge, there's differences between how they look at each, the skin tones themselves, I would say, definitely. And there, there is generalizations made. Um, 
Yeah. Also, I was going to ask, so, for example, my friend, her, her parents, like, met through a newspaper ad. Yeah. Like, a, like a, their parents were trying to, s- her, my parents, I mean, my friend's parents, oh, oh, wait, wait, parents wait. set them up. Yeah. To be together through a newspaper ad. Yeah. And so, I was going to say, do people from the north and the south let their kids, like, marry each other? Or is there, like, a, is there, like, a buffer where they're just, like, people, people don't want, like, um, darker babies or they just, I mean, okay, so I was actually going to go back to the differences real quick, but, like, oh, yeah, go ahead. I also think, like, I know a lot more people in the South that do eat meat mm-hmm. than the North, but at the same time, I know there's, um, between the North and the South, there's mm-hmm. a majority of people also just, um, if, if they do eat meat, they don't, they stay away from either beef or pork. Oh, yeah, because of cows. Cows or, or, you yeah. know pigs so there's there's that difference but food wise i'd say in all over india north and south it's it's world renowned everywhere there's there's tandoori any tandoori chickens and stuff that you have mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure that's pretty sure that's from the south right maybe it might be from the north okay i'm just getting uneducated here <laughs> I'm, I'm just sounding uneducated here <laughs> i'm <getting laughs> logging off of that topic <laughs> you're good you're good you're good um but yeah sorry and then going back to your question about arranged marriage um, oh, I that's pr- what it, I could not think of that word. For <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought you were getting at, but the yeah. use, like using a newspaper ad, but keep going on. Yeah, it was an arranged marriage through a newspaper ad. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, you can have newspaper ads. Sometimes there's people go to agencies and they have like <laughs> books of like people that you can like flip through and really? the families like see like, oh, what's like a good, f- they like match family status or something. This is more older, but more family status yeah dude th- these are these are all huge like this is arranged marriage was a originally a thing that was created for between the upper class right mm-hmm. like it was a thing for like power power marriages yeah political marriages um but now it's it's not as much so i think it's just more tradition and religion now more, more tradition but um even now in today's society though uh in india there's a huge huge thing about love marriages going on like all the entire younger generation wants like young marriage like love marriages and stuff what's like, a love marriage just a regular marriage between two people that love each other that find each other randomly you know and um, throw that away Sign, i mean i'm just saying put like, me in the book man <laughs> put my face in the book <laughs> Uh, that's what I told my mom. It's like when I hit twenty eight, throw me in there. <laughs> throw me in there. It's like yellow, it's like yellow pages. Go to the index. <laughs> Go to the index. Fairer skin, darker skin. No man, it's, it's I don't know. My my mom I think has match made uh, three of my cousins within the past five years. Really? Yeah. She's she's gone and like met some families of like friends, like family friends, close friends that have uh-huh. sons and daughters their age. And she just goes and talks to them and like, oh, is he looking for a, for marriage right now? <laughs> and they get married. Um, Should I send your mom like my resume? Because <laughs> I, I, I've said this on the podcast before. But I I I love Indian girls for some. I don't know what it is, bro. But I just think Indian girls are so cute, bro. It's yeah. just like. So I mean, it, it goes both ways, though, right? Like, the female also has the option to, to look through the book and yeah. choose whether she, she wants to, <laughs> that's, to meet that's, you. Wait, that's why, I, that's why I said put my picture in the book. Okay. That's why I said put my picture in the book. Okay. So when she flipped through it, she was like, oh, okay. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's from the South. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, I also want to get into some know some misconceptions you think people might have about india because yeah uh i know america 
tends to generalize a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff they know is only through like media like yeah. movies and stuff like Definitely. that and i can only think of like a few movies with indian representation like Definitely. slumdog millionaire or something like that okay okay so that brings up my first point okay <laughs> so slumdog millionaire okay that that is a show that i feel like a lot of a lot of Americans that don't know Indian culture, a lot of people in the world that don't know Indian culture, when they watch that movie and they automatically think everywhere in India is rural and just has like squat potties that are made from like wooden huts that just drop onto the ground in the grass. I don't know. Like that is not the right uh, image fully, you know, like, yeah. there, there are definitely some villages that are, that are more rural, but majority of india has malls on every block movie theaters on every block like there's lamborghinis driving through the street sometimes like yeah the traffic's insane but there are those crazy people that are really? like you know f it like i'm just gonna take my expensive car like india is is definitely developing at an extremely fast pace and there are some really well-developed areas in india that are only represented really in indian movies really? or like in in like modern movies or even if you just go there and see india yourself yeah. a lot of the times um i feel like even now the media like like for example top gear i don't know yeah they'll top go, gear. you know they'll, they'll, they'll go to too. india and they'll just show like you know more of the outskirts or the village areas or the the non-popular areas of india right and so everyone has this image of india being only that like they don't show everything else in india then they don't show the rest of the beauty of the place you yeah know? that'd be like showing like development yeah. only detroit in america or something like that yeah so <laughs> i actually wanted to ask what are some conceptions of india that you have that you think might not be completely accurate that you were wondering about uh well i know now bollywood gets an awful rap and i know I've only seen, like, when I was younger, like, awful things about, like, these awful Bollywood films, like, making fun of having awful special effects. <laughs> but then I watched, like, a TED Talk <laughs> with this one Bollywood actor. I watched some stuff. He passed away recently. Yeah. I forget his name. He was a big fan of Sky. And I was like, this is actually good. Like, I can't understand what he's saying, but I can tell it's good. Yeah. And I was like, no, like, Bollywood gets this awful rap. Is it really is, like, that bad as anybody says? Uh, okay. So, I mean... Nowadays, especially like within the past five, ten years, there's been a definite uh, increase in production quality. Um, a lot of movies now have very good actors. The quality is almost, almost or is the exact same as any movie you're gonna see here in the U.S. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, My bad. but um, uh, what was it going to say? You said Bollywood. I mean, movies are almost the same exact quality as, as the movies here in the U.S. Yeah. Wait, what was your question? <laughs> I was talking about is Bollywood like as bad as everybody seems okay. to make it be. Okay. So, th I mean, the quality has gone up. Um, I'd say there's definitely movies that you'll react to the same way you would hear. Like, oh, this is amazing. Like, every part of this movie is phenomenal, blah, blah, blah. But my personal favorite movies are always the ones called Flops. The ones that are so bad that they're hilarious, <laughs> you know? And so those are the ones with the special effects you see. Like, some guy yeah. is just, like, walking down the street, and all of a sudden, five, like, cars blow up around him, and some guys go flying, and he's still just walking. Like, that's that's a classic Indian Bollywood uh, action comedy film that I love, but that a lot of people would consider flops, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, so, it, yeah, there's, there's definitely those movies, but they're still popular. Yeah, a couple other things, well... One, uh, cricket, I know, is huge in India. I've 
play tennis with Indian dudes. I was wearing a cricket jersey because my mom went to India and she brought me back a cricket jersey. Yeah, and they, right. they asked me about that. And I uh, so I know is cricket still big in your family? Um, my dad. My my dad just loves it. He he'll stay up till four or five a.m. He'll pull all nighters like for three days straight just to watch a cricket cricket match. Bro, cricket that, looks. That, that I, I tried playing once. It's hard. <laughs> bro, somebody told me that bro like that a cricket match could last like two weeks. Uh, I don't know about two weeks. Maybe two weeks. I, I'm not too informed about cricket, but I'm pretty sure two weeks is kind of a stretch. Uh, I guess if there's like cancellations yeah. or something in the day. Yeah, another big thing that I know about India, so I know like Bollywood cricket, and but another thing that Slumdog Millionaire kind of made a point on was the water, the water quality in India. Yeah, I mean that's definitely that's definitely um, a reality. I would say uh, a lot of the times when I go there, my family tells me, you know, don't drink the tap water, or if you do, make sure it's completely boiled through first. Um, you know, I usually just go and buy, like, Dasani water bottles or something and, yeah. and just do that. And then at midnight, I'll, like, boil, like, a, a few bottles of water. And what we do is, well, once we have the purified water, we'll just do a lot at once and then put it in glass bottles and put them in the fridge so that we have, like, 10 glass bottles in the fridge of water that we can use. And we don't have to keep boiling water and stuff to use it. Yeah, that's crazy. What's the national currency of India? Uh, rupees. R- rupees, Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. I've heard of that. It's uh I don't know what the current um exchange rate is, but I I know a few years back it was like fifty one rupees is one dollar. Man something like that. You you completely blew my mind about, about about India though, because I didn't I didn't know India was that developed. I only knew India was pretty developed when I have a friend different friend. Mm. I have a lot of Indian friends. <laughs> That's good. That's but, good. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but um her parents are both doctors in India. Yeah. And when she said that in my head, I was like, I, I I didn't think much of it because of like the way the media paints India. I was like, I wonder what <coughs> does that look like. And then I seen her post a picture on Instagram. She had a golden retriever. I was mm-hmm. like, they got dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I, and I felt like so culturally unaware. Yeah. Like, cause I was like, man, I cause I've never been out of the U.S. So I have yeah. no idea what any other world looks like. Okay, so I mean, living in India is is extremely similar to here. Yeah. Like you have a lot of the same ideals you know mm. a lot of people don't have animals there just because every day i feel like you walk outside and on the road you'll see like cows on the road because they're sacred so you yeah. don't you don't you don't move them you let them live free roam free really yeah because it's like Can why you hit one no you, i mean people <laughs> have people have sacred. hit them on accident but it's yeah that's sacred. what i'm, ta- like I'm talking about like driving what happens if you hit one driving do you go to jail or something? Uh-huh. maybe i'm not too sure actually i, I really I don't thought know you meant, like, <laughs> Intentionally run into a cow, like you just said, they're sacred. I'm oh, I thought you thought I meant like get out and just punch the cow. Just, right, that's what I was. That's what I was imagining in my head. I was like, I mean, I don't know if you want to, like, <laughs> just like NBA young boy on the cow. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, uh, I don't know the laws regarding hitting cows um in traffic, but I know you you let them roam free, and then there's a lot of rabid dogs. Like the, the reason my mom's still deathly afraid of dogs is uh, like she screams and gets on top of like. <laughs> like any furniture that she sees like like she screams but she got attacked by a wild dog when she was little and they there's so many in india so yeah. many like street dogs and like that's where you see a lot of you'll see a lot of um videos now of the people doing like the the rescue missions on on like tiktok and youtube and stuff of like you know i found this dog in the street let me let me heal it and, like give it to people like you see a lot of those now but there's still a huge huge wild population of animals there I feel like you brought up a good point, Amon, about uh, 
how we don't represent indie like just super any country well. really that's though. what i was gonna say yeah. though but like any country that's not like a direct ally with america like canada france england i feel like any country like china we always try to paint this awful picture uh like anything in the middle east we paint like awful anything we're <laughs> in africa too like uh, you won't if you look at africa on any like american news site you're not gonna see anything good about it for 15 cents a day you can support yeah kaboom g or even anything <laughs> in south oh america my. really you never see the good parts in the american media because i feel like we kind of paint this picture that we're better than everybody you know yeah, which is weird because we are a culmination of everybody. Yeah. You know, like the only reason the U.S. exists is because of the influx of people from all these nations. Well, I mean, so the only reason it, that it, anywhere it exists is because of the influx of people. Well, yeah, but uh, the U- I feel like the U.S. But specifically. Yeah, right? definitely, the, like, definitely the U.S. though. Like the U.S. is a place where people are, are all around the globe look to the U.S. and say, oh, my gosh, there are people from everywhere there you know this is like the land of opportunity right like yeah like why why else would people come here people in in nepal are like wait they wait for years and years and years just to get on the list to come here really and when they are on the list they still wait i had a friend that waited for i think five or seven years just to to get on the to to get here to the u.s and he was just waiting in nepal you know like a shared family household you know you know, I always thought that people who lived in countries that were kind of well off, that weren't poor, looked at the U.S. and was like, what in the world is going over there? Like, I mean, I don't yeah. want to go over there. No, I, yeah, when it comes to politics. Yeah, I, th- sure. I just thought it came to, like, anything. But uh, you still have that. I'd it's mainly politics that brings that mentality, yeah. you know, like. How do people in India look at the United States, though? Like, what is there, like, what is, like, a general, like, view of the United States when you're in India? Okay, so it, it depends what kind of viewpoint you're looking from. So, like, when you're when you're walking around, like, when I'm walking around, people can tell I'm, I'm American, right? Is I, it, is I it the way you, like, pop your head? The way I walk, walk, the way I talk, oh. like, everything. Is, okay. they, they can just tell, like, even when I'm speaking Hindi, like, you know, like, how's your day? They mm-hmm. can just tell. They can just tell, like, oh, your accent isn't right, you know? <laughs> you're American. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or your hairstyle, or you're, like, too cleaned up, like you're American, or, like, something. Too cleaned up? Depending on where I go, you know. Sometimes I go to more villagey areas, kind of where my family is. Mm -hmm. And so in those areas, people are, they aren't dressed as, like, clean, for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, like, my my clothes, the color really pops. You know, the black is black, the yellow is yellow. But uh, a lot of the times, the the colors that I see on the clothes of people around me are kind of faded out. And, uh... I, that that's just a I don't I don't know because when it comes to sarees and like women's clothing it's all very colorful mm-hmm. but men's clothing it's 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 definitely more dull it's it's more gray. What gray questions tone. do they ask you about America? What do they ask me? Uh, <laughs> I feel like they almost know more about America than me, just <laughs> like <laughs> like pop culture wise, just because. <laughs> Whenever I go to India, my, my cousins are always t- showing me new Spotify artists from from the U.S. <laughs> or, like, showing me some, like, new uh, new TikTok from the U.S. or some <laughs> new trend going on. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, how do you know this stuff? I don't even know this stuff. So I think TikTok was definitely a big factor in that, though. Just yeah. media in general is, is kind of helping uh, people in India learn more about the U.S. than uh, than we would think they do, you know? I think that is kind of... This is probably my own idea, but I think that's kind of a bad thing to see, like how westernized that the India is is becoming, and, and it's all based off of America. I feel like 
in due time, they will lose a lot of their, like, um, I wouldn't say sanity. What's the word? Their culture to the westernization of the U.S. But here's the thing. Um, a lot of, so in India, there's so many people that stick to traditions, that carry out traditions, like mm-hmm. Indian dance especially. Like mm-hmm. here, even in the U.S., you'll see people holding, like, dance ceremonies and, and uh, like, there's a... Um, when you reach like a certain rank in dance, uh, you you have like this huge dance performance, uh, and then you go on and with life. I don't know, but it's like some right of way almost. So there's mm. there's definitely traditions that are carried on throughout, you know. And uh, let me repeat your question real quick. It's not about losing. Yeah, uh, yeah. The I culture. Like, oh yeah, losing becoming the culture. westernized. So uh now so there's so many people that carry on those traditions still and then there are also groups that focus on the fusion between the two mm-hmm. so i feel like a lot of the times in india when i when i go and see things there and when i see tiktoks and stuff it's not that they're doing exactly what is shown in western culture or mm-hmm. in the u.s they're they're almost fusing it with their own culture which ah. i believe is amazing it's so nice to see like i'll see like a maroon five remix with some bollywood dance on it and that's i think that's awesome it's cool to see oh. it's, ki- it's kind of like how hip-hop started how they took like a lot of old songs and stuff and mm-hmm. just basically took that same beat or took like the samples and just wrapped on top of it even now, you'll hear Indian like beats in the background of some new rap songs and stuff. Like uh-huh. you'll hear like you like Shayo, and then like, <laughs> the background, and that's like that's the baby <laughs> part, you know? Yeah, it's like, did Snoop Dogg do a Bollywood song or he something? He did Sing as King. That oh, okay. was actually in a movie called Sing as King, and uh, and he's in the after credits song or whatever it is, but. It's Man. so good. It's Bruh. one of my favorites. I know the song from heart. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. Snoop Dogg is like one of the like, Snoop Dogg and Shaq are like, yeah, <laughs> the gods, dude. They're just everywhere, man. <laughs> hey, they're just like everywhere. Like you cannot watch a, a commercial they without. Fin- they finish the main quest now. They're just doing side quests, you know. Ain't yeah, I definitely like, feel they're also two like true figures of like, I, like I've never like necessarily seen or heard of any one of them being especially racist or anything like that like i've never heard of any scandals personally that might just be me not really knowing about them but i think they're (laughs) upstanding people and like if if they're such powerful people and if they're able to display this kind of charisma and like Uh not really care or not 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 care but um i should say show where our society should be within our mentality that's Mm -hmm. like that's phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Big I agree, fan, man. Shaq, Shaq has never. I've never seen Shaq do anything out of character. You know that my boy Shaq has only dunked on people and <laughs> talked about barbecue chicken in the paint and made fun of Charles Barkley. Yeah, <laughs> and all my boys. We <laughs> like to resuscitate. <laughs> 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 and all, yeah, sorry. Nah, he good. And all my boy Snoop Dogg do is just smoke weed and make Corona Light commercials. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Sue does the way. He's probably on a halftime show. Yeah. But Avi, I also want to ask you so, we asked Angie last week about representation and like fiction and all that. Mm-hmm. Now, Indian people, I feel like in blockbusters, haven't got that much representation. Now, we saw, we actually saw Eternals together. Yeah. And that had some Indian representations, even though yes, yes, the actor. Yeah, isn't the actor actually Pakistanian and not believe Indian? So, yes. Yeah. And I just want to ask you does, do you think there should be more representation? Do you feel like and what does that representation mean to you i feel like there definitely does need to be more representation um i feel like (laughs) in eternals it was really funny they showed the when they picked up kumail that he was performing in this indian bollywood scene where he was directing and starring in it and (laughs) Mm -hmm. he was dancing in it 
and those scenes are honestly that that like was almost exactly like a Bollywood production like to the T what he was doing so, and I think I'm pretty sure he was memeing inside Eternals about that you know but um he was also a good representation in movies of like you know Indians don't have to have an Indian accent and they don't have to you know do all these Indian things like uh, go go crazy about curry or whatever people have in their head you know about Indians <laughs> like like he was a great representation of that I would say in in my in my mind and a lot of the times when we do see Indians in in the movies they're the they're small comic relief in the background and yeah. they, they just have a really thick accent laid Big on Bang and theory. Yeah, yeah, like Raj, yeah. yeah big <laughs> he was just super awkward, you know, nerd, uh, and yeah. just, just always like, oh, you know, like, like I don't want to, you know. like just Bro, that was spot it. on. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. I guess. Uh, like, <laughs> and a, a character I see used for Indian racism really online a lot is Baljeet. Like, anytime there's a, in, a Indian kid online, like, they'll make fun of him calling him Baljeet or something like that hmm. uh, from Phineas and Ferb. Or Ravi. Ravi from Jesse. Oh yeah, because uh, the kid, the Komodo dragon. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I for the longest time though, I thought Baljeet was black. I don't, I don't know how I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's also a point. Is both those characters are like Indian with Indian accents, even though I'm pretty sure. Like I don't have an Indian accent. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're Indian American. Like I feel like they kind of made them like. Well, even then, like kids, like. A lot of the times, like, on you grow up in a society, right? And you gain the accent from that society, uh, living through that society. Mm-hmm. So, like, children that move here from India or that have lived in India, like, a, a f- for, like, one or two years and then come here, they might have an accent at the beginning, but, like, over time, they're going to start losing that accent. They're going to gain an accent more similar to what's in their societies, right? And what yeah. they hear daily. That's just how humans work. And so... Yeah. That being said, in these TV shows, when they show like a 25 year old man that's lived in the U.S. since he was like five or six and he has a thick accent, I'm like, why? Like, that makes no sense to me personally, because I've lived here the same amount. I've probably I've traveled to India for, as I said, four to five months, almost every year, every two years or so, three months, whatever it is over summer break. Um, and. Like I don't, I don't have any like accent like that. Like maybe when I when I speak in Hindi or when I talk to another Indian, like an elder or something that's from India, then I might use the accent so that they can understand me a bit better. But um, yeah, I never, I don't know. There's there's a thing about accents. I feel like is a major misrepresentation in the media, and Indians do need to be represented more in movies, as you were you were asking originally, and TV shows and radio and. And just the media in general, yeah, we need we need more of every culture, I would say, in in the media. Yeah, I never really thought about the accent thing because you watch any movie with like somebody like who came from Italy when they were young, they don't have an Italian accent or any of that. Nobody in Scorsese movie or something like that has Italian accent, but it's always an Indian person. They always have that accent. Because that's the only way people are supposed to be able to tell that they're Indian, apparently, is yeah. <laughs> you have to have an accent to be Indian. I also or think... Or you have to look awkward to be yeah. Indian. Or you have, <laughs> you know? Also, like, America, I feel like we're so caught up on black and white, we kind of forget how many other cultures make up America. I think the same thing about coronavirus. I feel like coronavirus has been such a thing that people forget about other sicknesses. So, yeah. we'll keep carrying on. So, yeah, uh, I guess... That was sort of on point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I did have a question, though. All right, since you're Indian, so y- you 
I'm 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 just saying this objectively. You you look similar to m- more middle east middle eastern people cuz you're fairer skin and you know you have the same hair texture. By the way, your beard is uh, illustrious. Thank you. But, <laughs> but but my question is can you tell a Indian person that's your skin color versus a, a Middle Eastern person just like looking at them on the street or something? Usually, no. Not just looking at them on the street, because like I have I have Middle Eastern friends and they speak Hindi. Like some of them speak Hindi as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, I don't know, I became friends with them, and we never really asked each other if you were Indian or if you were Middle Eastern, whatever. And then eventually, it just came up in conversation, and they were Middle Eastern. You know, so it's were it's, you surprised? I, I mean, part of me was surprised. I was like, wow, like, like I was not expecting Hindi, you know, I was expecting like Arabic or something. You so know? like the way so like there. I have my my misconception, you know, I I had those misconceptions in my head as well in the beginning. Mm. But so I just learned about it. I don't know. <laughs> so you were surprised like the waiter that said you take a spice level below three. I was surprised. I, I feel like the, f- the first few times I heard it when I was younger, I, I used to get mad. Like in high school, I used to be like, that's racist, man. But like. <laughs> Now I I kind of I I hear it and I'm like oh it's just another Asian guy like asking me like he's trying to troll me like oh you should get more spice it's it's a <laughs> it's a thing of courage it's a courage test bro like I just think of it like that and I think of it in a positive way you know I try not to mix in racism because I feel like if I mix in racism then it's me mixing it in you know it's not mm-hmm. them trying to be racist towards me at giving me a surprise oh only three you know like. <laughs> I'd say it's more of a courage About test. Indian people were supposed to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that I mean the spice thing as I was saying earlier though, like you know, spices don't necessarily mean spicy, they just mean flavor. So that's Indian food. I feel like this is something that we skipped over a lot in the podcast, but I really want to touch on this. How was it growing up in Seattle? Seattle. I loved it. Really? I loved it. Super diverse. I mean, so I I <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but I was born in Waukesha here. Really? And uh, I, I lived here. I, I lived here that. for eight years, and then I moved to Washington, and I've lived the majority of my life in Washington. How old were you when you moved to Washington? When I was like seven or eight. Really? Yeah. And then I moved to Washington. I'm now 23, and I moved back here. So I've lived the majority of my life there. Hmm. Um, what did yeah. you say is like differences between Milwaukee and uh, Seattle? Because West Coast, for people who d- aren't good at geography, because I had a friend that did not know P- Pittsburgh was in Pennsylvania. <sighs> just like, Richie's crying inside. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the amount of so the Steelers ignorance. are from San Francisco, right? <laughs> the amount of ignorance <laughs> I hear towards <laughs> Pittsburgh <laughs> here is just like, oh my, oh my goodness. Yeah. People have no clue where Pittsburgh's at. Like, oh, this podcast better blow up so I can put Pittsburgh on the map. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not already on the map with three professional teams. Yeah. I need to put side in Mississippi on the map. You ain't gonna get what? Mississippi. Mississippi. See, they hate on me. That is the point, though. Mississippi. When you think of Mississippi, you think of, like just that state. When you think of, I like, think of the river every time I think Mississippi. Yeah, that's which thing. is not even a big and part of Mississippi at all, bro. But yeah, you kinda, it's, it's on the west side. It's like literally on the border of Mississippi between like Arkansas and, yeah. and like uh, Louisiana. Yeah, but you like generalize the whole state and like. Yeah, most Pennsylvania. I mean, you can't. Some people still try to do that, but like Philly and Pittsburgh are so different compared to each other, but they're in the same state. Like Mississippi, it's it's probably similar stuff, I guess. I feel like a lot of people generalize the South as just being the South. 
which is not true, you know. Yeah, like I've been to Arizona, it's not true. It's yeah. there. I don't know. I don't know if Arizona is considered. I don't know. Like it's the south, south. South right? is like southeast, really, because it's like the old timey. You think of like the southern states. Like when you talk southern, you think of like Confederate states. I mean, when I think of like, oh yeah, I guess so. It's not yeah, really just like sense. south on the map because like. But there's definitely a stigma like, around those those states. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. There's some generalizations made. Yeah, but back to the uh, yeah to the west coast. <laughs> yeah. What are the differences? To the between? Milwaukee and Seattle. What are yeah. some of the biggest differences you see? Um, Positives. weather, <laughs> weather. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, big Biggest one, weather. Uh, Doesn't it rain a lot in Seattle? I feel like Seattle, I Seattle, it rains a lot, but it's it's nice rain. I don't know. You get used to it. Like uh, I don't know. I I love the rain personally, so it was never a big issue to me. Uh, the only times it's an issue is when it's raining so hard that you can't see in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll like rain when it's sunny out in Seattle. It's so weird. Um, yeah. but that's the weather is <laughs> definitely one. Um. It's warmer there than it is here, of course. Um, I don't know. Seattle, yeah. it's there's more greenery everywhere. It's definitely more open geog- ge- geographically. It's more open here. Like the housing, housing is more spread apart. Everyone has their more land. Um, here, yeah. yeah. Here, yeah. That's uh, housing a, prices are are also way better here. Have, have you been to like the north side? Here, yeah. Not really, no. Like, where all the houses just like... Ching, 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 it's, ching. It's oh, north side of M- Milwaukee? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. It's still not that... Like I mean, that's a city, though. That's a city. Like, you Oh, are you talking about, like, the suburbs? Even, even in the city, though, if you go to Seattle, Seattle, it's, like, it's way more condensed than Milwaukee is. Really? Yeah, I didn't really take you, like, city, suburb type, like, Pittsburgh, but, like, everything's so tight together because you don't have as much land to work with because the hills and the rivers... I know, it's, like, it's an older Chicago. city. But then you go to Milwaukee, it's, like, newer it's so flat you can build a house anywhere it's so spread out which is one thing yeah. i didn't was a big shock to me was how spread out it is because when i think of like the city of pittsburgh i mean i think those narrow roads mm-hmm. houses back to back to back like where my grandma lives you can me and my brother one time tried to drive uh, my dad's challenger down that road and we Your were dad like, had a challenger yeah, yeah and he didn't tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my dad still has a 70 something challenger i forget but we were trying to go down this road and like he we had to go so slowly we were watching both sides because you cannot fit like it's a two-way road and you can barely fit one car on it oh like there's cars parked all around but yeah but yeah where the yard is like so like for for um perspective i guess wisconsin's yards will be the size of this room mm-hmm. like the backyard and then in washington it'll be like from the window this way like cutting around the table. Yeah, they don't you got know, like the concrete yards anywhere here. It's much, much smaller. So yeah, yeah. but culture-wise, how's like Seattle different? It was it was a culture shock when I went there. Um, there's when I went there, there's so many more people. I feel like part of the culture shock was also I I went I switched to public schooling when I went to Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was also a big shock for me is just uh, going from a you know Montessori school to that, but um. I don't know. When I went there, I felt like it was automatically more diverse. I, I saw more of every types of person there, uh, being there personality-wise and um, culture and hereditary. Hmm. Her- Hereditary-wise? Yeah. I don't know. Ethnicity-wise? Ethnicity-wise. Sorry, ethnicity. That's yeah, the word. I'm, I'm sort of Thank word. you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, there's. It, I felt like it was more diverse. I definitely flowed more with the society there everyone was more open to talking about things almost um it was more it's more social 
Really? More social of an environment, I want to say. Like, here in Milwaukee, I feel like everyone's definitely more kind and more willing to talk to a certain extent. Um, but in, yeah, in Washington, I feel like people are more closed off. And, you know, you can only really talk to people if you know someone that they know kind of thing. Mm. Um, but so that's just, like, personal interaction. So no elevator wise. talk. Huh? So no elevator talk. I mean, not really, no. There's uh, you you can try elevator talk, but people usually get grumpy and just stare at you, so it just gets I awkward. I that's weirder than talking on the elevator. Yeah, staring it, just get, at you. it gets really awkward. Yeah. They just look at they like stare at you and then like look forward at the elevator again, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> I'd stare at them. That's, that's something Milwaukee that I know smog out here. Like, it's just small talk like with a stranger, because like when yeah. I. I'm in Pittsburgh. If I'm in the strip district or something, I see somebody. I can easily have a conversation with them mm-hmm. about like usually the Steelers because everybody wants to talk about the Steelers. But <laughs> here in Milwaukee, I don't know. I just didn't feel that sense of community as much when I got here. But do you think really? that's just because like you don't know like common topics to talk about, or you think it's like, like that? Because I mean, I know the sports, which is a big thing. Yeah, you're Pittsburgh dealer, but too. I feel like in Pittsburgh, there's just like this centers where you know there's gonna be a lot of people where it's mm-hmm. like a community thing like the strip districts one thing i think of in market square and all that where you know there's gonna be a bunch of people yeah all with heavy yinzers accents yeah just talking about the stillers or <laughs> something that's going on or and you can just hop in penguins. kind of thing huh? yeah and they're i kind of disagree with you though Richie. but uh, it might be more you're right because you're less talkative than i am and it's just more the fact that i would make people talk because I, yeah. I kind of get the sense of feeling, may, maybe because I'm I tend to be like biased towards being home, I mean biased against being home. I prefer to be in Milwaukee. So when I'm mm-hmm. here, like I'm like most of the time I'm just like like if I'm in the elevator with someone, I'm like, oh how are your day? And they and they just respond, oh my day is going great, and they're all bubbly and stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, I feel like here in Milwaukee, people are willing to talk, but maybe it's just probably because I'm more talkative than you, so you haven't yeah. really experienced so yeah. yeah. I've noticed the same thing as you, though. Like, in Washington, I'll be in the elevator, and I'll try to talk to someone, but they might put their headphone in or just yeah. respond with, like, one word, like, oh, it's it's good. Just yeah. Do their own thing. But, like, here, like, just yesterday, I was in the elevator, and some, I think some guy was visiting campus thinking mm-hmm. about transferring here, uh, and he was with his dad, and his dad had the same jacket as me, but in a, in a different color, and his dad looked at me and then looked at his son and he was like, is that the same jacket? And his dad was like, his son was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it is. And I was standing there like, I can hear you guys. <laughs> and then the dad turns to me and he's like, oh, nice jacket, man. <laughs> we just yeah. had a conversation, you know? Bruh, like it's, it's so crazy, bro. Like people, like I feel like people are more willing to have those conversations here. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like on the way here, on the way here, I had got in the elevator. And, and a girl was talking to me about having AirPods in. She was like having a whole conversation. She, you know, you feel bad when you miss like the first half of the conversation and you pull your airpod out and they're talking you're just like man I did not hear <laughs> but but yeah me and her had a conversation and she she was like oh yeah bye and when we walked out we walked we talked as we left the building it's just like people are more willing to do that it's yeah yeah definitely yeah. I, I definitely noticed that more um here just the kindness yeah. when it comes to conversating regularly yeah. um but yeah I don't know. Definitely, there's there's definitely, I feel like more, when it comes to school campuses and organizations, there's more outreach in Washington. Yeah. I've noticed just with education institutions itself, I'll see clubs and organizations going out like once or twice a month, you know, to go and try to recruit people or spread word of an, a new event or something. Mm. And like, 
here. I mean, not only at Marquette, but I'll, I've gone to Madison, UW-Madison. I've gone to the MSOE campus and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, in, in educational facilities here, there's really not as much of an emphasis, I feel like. There's, yeah. there's like, some emphasis on, like, oh, you should join an organization, but there's no emphasis on, like, oh, you should join a few or, like, you know, experiment with things yeah. that you like or whatever. I don't know. There's sense. definitely... There hasn't been as much em- in emphasis, but that all might also be my personal experience here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that is sadly all the time we have for today, but there's one more question I want to ask you, Avi, that I like to ask everybody before we have them uh, leave. That is, as somebody not part of the Indian community, how can we help? How can we get involved? And what? C- and how can we learn about it more? Yeah, for sure. Um I feel like a lot of the times, me and my friends and, and the people I know in the Indian society, we all, there's a huge thing about, in, in general, about cultural appropriation and like, oh, you shouldn't wear like outfits for a certain culture, or like, mm-hmm. like do this, do that, or take part in this activity. We want everyone to, you know, take part in our traditions and our activities. And, you know, if we have holy, we want everyone to come out and throw color at each other and ha- just have a good time, you know, mm-hmm. like uh getting involved like that you know if you want to if you want to buy indian clothes to go to these indian functions in like like do do so by all means you know mm-hmm. like a lot of people think oh this is going to be cultural appropriation so i'm not gonna i'm gonna skimp out on how i'm uh, how i uh act in this area but like go all out have a good time and and make sure you're just being respectful and i think that's the only way to really learn about indian culture too is just immersing yourself as much as you can in the activities and in the people that you know that are you know man all right well thank you for coming on avi it's been a pleasure this has been it ain't so black and white i'm richie lines and i'm amon Edwards. peace y'all